0: the three-point shot live from new jersey boston and philadelphia it's the three-point shot i'm zach i'm ben and colin guys how you doing and i'm pete davidson no uh (laughs) what if what if though like what if
1: uh you know i i'm not sure that would, I'm not, I'm not certain that would be an entertaining podcast guest, to be honest. Like, not he sure. seems like a fun dude, but I don't imagine he would be good at, like, radio. Like,
0: yeah. He's been good on some radio shows. He would, but not for what we're doing. Like, yeah, we're funny. We try to be, uh, but just really among the three of us, like, this podcast is mostly inside jokes. Like, we all laugh at each other's cadences. No,
1: but nobody else likes this. Is this episode 10, by the way? Like, uh, I you're the only one who keeps track.
0: Well, I yeah, de- I the Spotify does, so I'll look because we're delayed this week, so we'll see.
1: Saying delayed like there's some sort of higher up that pushed us back. I mean, the higher up being the fact that the world is on fire and any given moment could be the end of humanity. To uh, me, that is better than what I'd heard previously. The world was a vampire.
0: <laughs> um, this is uh, this is episode ten. So in honor of our 10th episode, we're going to go through our top 10 favorite moments from the podcast. I'm kidding. It's going to require you to about, remember
1: what I said. Number one, so. number one, talking about Red Bull crashed ice in the very first episode. Yeah, Ben. I feel you, like we peaked too early,
0: guys. <laughs> ben, you said you went on a little bit of a, a listening marathon to past episodes.
1: I, yeah, I listened to the first like two, and then I had to stop because I don't like the sound of my own voice.
0: Oh, wait till you guys see now this is a podcast so bad radio, but the new setup in my bedroom here cuz I'm back home. Now look at this. Look what I can pull down.
1: Oh, boy, I'm so wow. glad that was a, I'm so glad that was a microphone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have <laughs> I'm not even I sure was kind that. of
1: expecting a green screen to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, but now I could just like do this like this and then when I don't want to use it, I just turn it this way and put it back up. So
1: we're not gonna say what it was he pulled down either. It was a
0: microphone. Don't don't worry. Oh, anyway. You
1: also did say it was a microphone. Oh, did he? So I we, can't uh, be expected to listen to everything's access. Actually we, it was you that said it. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I certainly can't be expected to listen to all the nonsense I say.
0: We have a lot to talk about this week and not a lot of time, even though we're on our own schedule. So where do we want to start? Like Maryland I Maryland football. Maryland football. ah train wreck (laughs) absolute train wreck i am a play-by-play broadcaster was for wmuc i had the opportunity to call my final maryland game on saturday and now that i no longer cover the team i can say this why do they always consistently manage to take me one way and make me feel so happy before punching me in the gut and making me feel disappointed beyond my years you could have said that before my hometown school of rutgers My home state school of Rutgers, I should say, a school that I always hope we beat. We finished my college career against in in basketball, in football, two and two. We lost to them in overtime because their kicker, Valentino Ambrosio, who I don't know what he should be playing, but it definitely is an American football, nails a leave Spanish guitar, nails a field goal up against the clock and ties the game, and Maryland loses the game. I do not blame Joseph Petrino. I do not blame Waxley. In fact, Eric Najarian, I don't even blame him. I don't know who to blame, but I did I do. like being there. It was such a beautiful day for being December, and it just was not fun in the end. Some parts of the game were fun. The second, third, and overtime quarters, not fun. Ben, you. Jayshawn Jones. Yeah. That's,
1: it's so rare that there's one penalty that you can look at and say that lost us the game. Are well, you throwing a dude's cleat down the field? is, is pretty... <laughs>
0: We'll get, we'll get to, we'll See, get to that in a
1: minute. We'll get to that I'll, in a minute.
0: This is why I wanted to roadmap today because we've got a lot to get to. So we'll I'm stay with do that guy
1: as my no more jobs, but, but we can talk about him in a second. My thing is just, I used to, this was, this was the week I finally, I think, jumped off sort of my Jay Sean Jones train, at least for now, just because he's done this a lot this year and a little bit his freshman year. And then there's the stuff with the sort of like unsportsmanlike penalties and that sort of stuff. Um, apart from the one time where he tried to hand the Penn State kid the football on the punt return, that was awesome. I loved that. <laughs> um, but just like I used to be like, oh, at least he's trying to block. But if you're consistently getting called for like crackback blocks and unsportsmanlike penalties – that's not a, like, oh, you're just playing the game really hard. That's like, oh, you're just trying to line up dudes for highlight reel hits, and you don't care if it actually makes a positive impact on the play. So, yeah, yeah. that was – um, that was bad. The whole he did, team... he had what, like two or three yesterday? And the whole team just takes awful penalties. Yeah, the whole like, team is terribly undisciplined. I don't know how much of that is – the schedule has been – a disaster as far as getting into a rhythm of playing consistently and how much of it is just reaccueing, whatever the word is, uh, putting on a little bit more rust coming into every week. But, you know, at, at a certain point in time you can learn to forgive, like, cause it's never the same guy all the time. It's a bad jump, a bad hold, like one thing or the other, but like you get it, it happens, it happens to everybody. After not playing for three weeks, it's going to happen a little more often. But the stuff Jones is doing is is you. That's that's one where the refs could throw a flag and not even tell me what it was and just give me a a 15
0: yards. Come on, man! Like it's Jones. I mean, we've known who he was since the beginning. His first career game against Texas two years ago. First career touch. His first career touch got. I I think it could have been called for a whistle. I don't remember if it was. But, no, it wasn't.
1: They, they picked up the flag, which, I mean, I'm still happy about, but
0: they am glad they did in, in hindsight. Though. I'm but not that,
1: certain that was terrible. That was probably no, that the is, only one for those that has happened.
0: For, for those at home, we're referencing that on his first touch, he was running the end zone, decided to just wave goodbye to the guy over his shoulder. A freshman in college, Maryland playing Texas, which, yes, we beat him once, but at that point, it was not a given we would beat them twice.
1: Oh, so, come on. Texas will never beat us. down. Down. No, that was one. Yes, that was that was one where I was like, okay, not a great sign, but it's also like it's stupid that that's a penalty that can take the touchdown back, like move the extra point back. Fine. But the thing in college where if you get an unsportsmanlike on your way to the end zone, they call back the touchdown. I would have a problem if they move up the kickoff like. If they yeah, move or the if kickoff you want, or if you back to or or put the it on a return. Yeah, or... no, no, no. I understand why in sportsman like, it's a penalty. Calling back a touchdown for a guy flashing a peace sign over his shoulder at a defender, that's just silly. But the stuff he did last game, like, I remember my dad, who, like, is pretty measured, especially when it comes to me being angry about my teams. I remember he walked in because I yelled at the TV after that last one. And he came in and he looked at it. He went, yeah, that's actually, like, a dirty hit. Like that was actually like a really unsafe play. In addition to putting the team in a worse position, I mean, I I feel like that's the stuff they teach. I'll admit, I never played football, but I'd imagine that's the kind of stuff they teach you like day one or two. Of if a dude can't see you, don't blow him up. Like it's not, it's it's ridiculously unsafe for one. But on top of that, especially don't blow him up high. Yeah, it's super preventable. Like, it's not like you caught him on the shoulder and they're like, oh, illegal block downfield or like the blocking towards your own end zone or whatever that, play, that thing is. Where in a weird play when stuff's going on the side of the field. But a dude that completely cannot see you coming and just drop a shoulder and
0: blasting him is, is ridiculous.
1: All right, let's, let's, let's switch gears now from dumb and dangerous to dumb and awesome.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. I still have a dumb and dangerous. Yeah. Maryland game is a uh, army Uh Yeah.
1: That wasn't okay.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Taking out Noah Bedroom. It's
1: not, it's not the worst that Colin, I texted. We were texting. And I remember I said something about that actually was a dirty play. And Colin was saying, unlike Rutgers fans are saying, it's not the dirtiest thing we've ever seen, which I agree with because me and Colin were both subjected to a lot of watching Matt cook play hockey. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's
0: definitely a dirty play. I mean, defensive it's, lineman I mean lands on a guy's leg and then decides to twist it a leg that Noah Vedral hurt earlier in the game and came back and they took him out for the season now granted it was probably already broken like when it went and down. the season's also one more game I mean not yeah. that that
1: makes it better I'm just saying the no, way you
0: anyway, frame it that's like a season-ending injury especially in an eight-game yeah. season with the Big Ten makes it yeah
1: so. it was yeah was I bad. mean it's 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 never okay to do something like that I'm never going to support it there were a lot of people and you know Twitter is a cesspool, especially when it comes to sports (laughs) opinions. Um, So you're going to get a lot of reactionary of like, lock him up. That's assault, but Dylan, you know, that's, that's it's it's not that it's a dirty football play. Absolutely. But it's not the kind of thing where you're like, Oh my God, like you could make an argument. You could press charges. Like that could arguably be a crime. Like, no, there's only like a few, there's only a few things that I think you have to really like go outside the bounds of a sport for it to I be like the, that. Like, I remember like, um, I think the like only Nazem one I cross check, Jake Debrusk in the head, even that I was like, Nope, it's still oh, like, yeah. a sport. I think the only one I know off the top of my head of one where a dude actually got criminal charges laid on him. Uh, I forget who the players were. Somebody, my dad would probably know, um, but it's a hockey play. It's not a hockey play. The play is called dead. It's a completely dead play. And one dude, just takes his stick, grabs it like a baseball bat, winds up and cracks the dude over the back of the head with it. Oh, the shorty <laughs> from Letterkenny. <Leonard laughs> Kenny. Yeah, but like it was like, re- like hits him and he wrapped. And it's, I think it was before visors were super huge. So it cracks him right in the bare face. Like he was, I mean, he was immediately ejected, blackballed from the league. And I think spent, I don't know whether he spent time in prison or whether he just got fined but there was actual like legal repercussions. That's the yeah. only one I know. Greatest, greatest legal repercussions thing of all time. Zach, your New York Yankees play in the Toronto Blue Jays. Dave Winfield throwing it to a cutoff man, hit and killed a seagull. It's a protected species in Canada. He was investigated by police.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> Speaking um, of I, really what?
0: stupid I'm things. Bobby Fino. Fino was suspended for the first half of the next game. Uh, oh, Okay. There were, there were some repercussions. Uh, yeah.
1: Speaking of lower extremities. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who threw a sh- – what's his name?
0: I don't know. He was on LSU. I liked
1: all – my favorite thing is all of his teammates, when you were watching the replay, you see it's like a it's, – it's not a good play by LSU, but it's a nice sort of gang tackle. And you see they're all sort of celebrating. And you see him turn, fire the shoe downfield. And then you just see all of his teammates. Marco Wilson. That's it.
0: Was just like, what are you doing? My favorite part of the whole thing (laughs) was the referee saying, like, throwing the LSU player's shoe twenty yards down the field on sports. You you could have just said fifteen-yard penalty, second down. No, imagine i imagine if they did that for every unsportsmanlike.
1: Like, imagine if when Randy Moss did the thing where he pretended to moon the Packers fans, <laughs> fake moon unsportsmanlike.
0: No, it, it, dancing on the Dallas
1: Star, number eighty-one, unsportsmanlike conduct.
0: They should have been. They should have been penalized the amount of yards the shoe went. <laughs> Yeah. Spot foul. Oh <laughs> we placed place the spot of the shoe. <laughs> also, my fa- another thing—they called it on the wrong number, and it yeah. was so
1: fo- it was so foggy. Do you think Marco Wilson tried to style it out back on the sideline, just like hoping that his position coach had not seen it? So they just came back. They're like, Marco, what are you doing? It's like, nah, bro, it's number eleven. I'm sorry, what is this? Uh, Here's an article by Sporting News where apparently Florida coach Dan Mullen would describe that as a quote, football play. (laughs) You mean the- (laughs) What? I I agree up to the part where he fired a kid's shoe (laughs) downfield. Also, the worst part of that for me is not that he could have hit someone. It's not all of that. It's the LSU tight end. They're playing in a foggy day, and so he's going to have to walk, and his sock's going to get wet.
0: They're wearing helmets. The shoe wouldn't hurt that much when you have full-grown men running at you at 200, not 200, but like a lot of miles an hour. (laughs) Quote, quote, I went
1: back to watch the play and he made the tackle and part of the football move, the kid's shoe was in his hand and he just kind of threw it and jumped up and celebrated with his teammates. I don't think there was any- No, 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 And it wasn't like he was throwing it at their sidelines or anything. No, he just absolutely launched it down. Yeah, if he like tossed it aside or even made some sort of motion, like you could argue it if it was like, oh, he was tossing it towards their side. I think it's better if he throws it towards the LSU sideline. Just like here, here's your freaking shoe. Looks like Aaron Rodgers down in the fourth quarter. Just, I'm going to get this oh. as far downfield as I can get it. Like, he had, I want um Zach, I want pitching Ninja to do a breakdown of that guy's throw.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, didn't he? John Boy did what a is breakdown the, of it.
1: What is the release angle of the cleat? That's really what I need to know.
0: John Boy, like did I a needed. Of
1: it. I needed like as many angles of super, also, That thing saved me because just to get to Grandpa Talks about boxing early, (laughs) they were doing – ESPN had boxing that was starting after the game ended, and the last time they had done that was a couple weeks ago, and it was Michigan Rutgers who went to overtime. Or no, not Michigan. No, it was Michigan Rutgers. Um, But so I was watching the football, and I was like, if this goes to overtime, I'm going to be so angry. And then they got to stop, and I was like, damn, now Florida's going to run out the clock and go to overtime. And then the dude throws a shoe. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Like, (laughs) I hope Marco Wilson makes it to the NFL. And like, I know he's a defender, but I need him to run some sort of gadget play where he throws later in his career. Just so instead of the like, oh, Julian Edelman played quarterback in college. It's just, oh, here's another time Marco Wilson threw something. (laughs) Yeet! <laughs> like when they, like whenever Andy Reid plays a big game, and they show that high school highlight of him playing quarterback, the punt, pass, and kick. It is, it is the most ridiculous. He was a meatball then too. I'm not really one to talk, but man, in all the pads and everything, that dude looks like a refrigerator playing QB. it's it's like, man, what if you took the biggest, thickest fullback we had and had him throw the ball? <laughs> also, speaking of Andy Reid, I saw a video today about Colin. Do you remember the pickle juice game? Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: the uh, Eagles. Uh, not,
1: not super specific. I've, I've heard the, the history of the pickle juice. Yes, game. it was Zach. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, it was, so it was either the hottest or one of the hottest games ever. It was like 120 degrees on the turf at the old Cowboys stadium. Yes. Uh, and the Cowboys had like a ton of injuries and a ton of cramps and the Eagles just had a lot fewer. And so the sideline reporter found out that they had been, uh, they'd been having the guys drink pickle juice to prevent cramping. Just a thing guys do. I've also seen one where um, there was some wide receiver on a high school team in Texas it was like a hundred degrees, and every time he came back to the sideline, the trainer, instead of a water bottle, was squirting yellow mustard into his mouth.
0: But the thing yeah, that entertained me—salt
1: content prevents yeah, that. But the but the sideline reporter was asking uh, Andy Reid. He was like, "So if you drank any?" and he was like, "No, nah, I'm not playing." And I genuinely, out loud in my empty room, was just like, "I feel like Andy Reid would drink pickle juice for fun." I, I mean. Andy Reed definitely had himself a heck of like a sandwich, you know. He's like cutting up the pickles and prep for the game. you know He ate every one of those pickles, I guarantee. You. Not, a, not a pickle went to, not a pickle went to waste under Andy Reed's tutelage. Let me tell you. Uh, he's the kind of guy that uses his thumb to scrape mustard off the wrapper of his sandwich when he gets it from the subway.
0: He, he... Um, so now that we're on to the NFL. The NFC East, interesting. It was always interesting. Yeah, it
1: was always interesting. No, but Uh,
0: like division, like title race, like I know bad football, but like everyone won this week, but us, and I got really sad about it. I mean, it's a, it's still a,
1: it's still kind of a two horse race. In order for, in order for it to really be anything, Washington would need to lose this week this coming week and Philly would need to win. And I think that would pretty much cement it as a three horse race because the Eagles play Washington and Dallas as our last two games. So
0: let me put it this way. This past Sunday was the first time since 2016, 2017, the playoff game, the last playoff game we were in that I woke up. The boat game? No, the one, the game after the boat game, you know what I mean? (laughs) so you know when it all started it was the first time since the boat game that since the boat that i woke up excited to watch a giants game except for that one and i was really looking forward to it i know it was the cardinals and i know it was tough but we beat seattle we had momentum daniel jones back and on his first drive turnover and colin like you said the giants are good when daniel jones doesn't turn the ball over yeah or not he's playing and he was playing and he turned the ball over and it was not fun to watch and my dreams were shattered and then I just needed three other teams to lose, three bad teams to lose, and they all won.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite stat <clears throat> is I believe the New Orleans Saints had gone 55 games without allowing a player to rush for 100 yards. Then they played the Philadelphia Eagles and gave up 200-yard rushers. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders both ran for over 100 yards in that game. Uh, in what I can only describe as... Incredibly confusing to watch. Uh speaking of confusing running football, do you guys see a uh, Lamar just slipping all over the place?
0: Yeah, I saw him running into the locker room too, like for some reason in like the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah,
1: he ran into you know, he 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 had to beat was, the Browns. He was he was hurt. <laughs> he well, you know, we <laughs> he heard OBJ was there. in the locker we've room all, and went well, to all all the Well, We've all been there where we think we're injured. And then we go into the locker room and then we feel a lot better. I think we all know he heard OBJ was in the locker room and he had something for him that he knows OBJ is a big fan of. So we ran in there to just (laughs) give it to him and he came right back at the play.
0: So anyway, last night, because of that game, I'm in, in one of my fantasy leagues in which I have Lamar. I am in the set. I was in the quarterfinals and I needed to win the game to move on to the semifinals. And Lamar is having a fantastic game until he leaves in the fourth quarter. And at that point, I am down by two points. I just needed him to throw one more touchdown. And he finally comes back in, replaces Trace McSorley, throws that touchdown, and I won my fantasy game by 0. .4 points. And I'm moving on to the semifinal. final that, that
1: game. I was about to say, can can we appreciate him? the fact that Trace McSorley has played more than, like... A lot of other quarterbacks in the league. Like Trace McSorley is playing actual football. If, and I that, know what that, football. I don't know what football bore is, but I feel like his football bore is
0: better. Hey, Trace McSorley has, has a ton of experience from his college days handing the ball off to Saquon Barkley. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I want Trace McSorley and Christian Hackenberg to to duel each other in a QB duel. To just gunsling it, like do the Pro Bowl skills challenge. I want to see who's better at actually throwing a football between Trace McSorley and Christian Hackenberg. And I guarantee you, the correct answer is literally anyone else. He's played
0: uh, Dwayne Haskins, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, I think
1: might have done. Yeah,
0: it was good to see Haskins back, though. Uh, that that yeah. that was nice. Although, 100%. have they started putting Carson Wentz jerseys
1: yeah. in the street yet? Oh, uh, they've been doing that for like three years now. I assumed they would have been. We've been. The city has been pretty close to running Wentz out of town since we won the Super Bowl, predominantly due to his dominance that season. Um, solely because he didn't win the big game, everybody was ready to run him out of town. Uh, they're certainly trying to run him out of town now. I am not sold on Jalen Hurts.
0: He has. You won- have to
1: admit, he he had a pretty good game. He looks like and this is going to sound dumb, but I would compare him sort of to Lamar where he runs way better than he passes. I would say he passes better than Lamar did when he first came in, but he runs a lot worse than Lamar did when he first came in. So I'm not certain what the ceiling on Hertz is, but I definitely think if you somehow manage to fix Wentz, he's the way better long-term option. If you can get like good coaching, Because the coaching in that game, and I tweeted about it, completely different. He coached a completely different game. It seems like Doug Peterson likes to call plays for what he thinks Wentz can do, like in his mind, like what he expects Wentz to be able to do. But when he has to call a game for a backup, he just calls what the backup is good at. And like, if he could just do that for Wentz, you know, Wentz obviously still had an atrocious year. Um, He's probably riding the pine until Hurts inevitably gets injured. Then Wentz will come back as the backup uh, and win the Super Bowl because the world makes no sense. But I don't know. I think the answer is I have no answer and everything hurts. Why do I still follow sports?
0: They never make me feel good. Well... <laughs> Speaking of things that don't make you feel good, Maryland basketball. Uh, I have not enjoyed watching a Maryland basketball game since last season. This year we had four non-conference games that were against really bad teams and we did fine. Then we got a challenge in Clemson on the road and we lost by a lot but showed fight at the end. Then yesterday in our Big Ten opener against Rutgers, we just looked terrible. And guess what? I only had to watch the last 10 minutes of the game to tell you that. I didn't watch the rest. I was driving home. My dad called me 10 minutes in at the half, and then when I got home by 10 minutes left in the, in the second half. And just nobody can step up on that team. That's what they're missing. Last year, they had two guys who would do it, Cowan and Sticks. And then even the other guys would too, Marcel from time to time. Wendy. Well, they have
1: a lot more responsibility this year the other guys now.
0: They do, but Marcel is not stepping up. Dante Scott is not stepping up enough. Dante Scott is absolutely stepping up. Not in these past two games. Well, no, not a, he's not carrying
1: the team to games they wouldn't otherwise win. No, but where's but the he's, he's going d- against? St. I don't know. I can't. I can't answer. I can't answer that. But Dante Scott has taken the biggest step forward of anybody. Absolutely. I have I, I have was, virtually I zero complaints about Dante Scott this year. I'm,
0: no, no, no. My complaints are not with any of the players as individuals because and the teamwork is not off. These guys have been playing together for a while. If anything, the freshman might be a little weak, but we knew that coming in. A quad Smart, I expected more, but like I said, still early. I, I, my one but thing: there, there's a click. There's something missing, and I don't know what it is. Is it Cowan and I'm not sure. I'm is not sure we 20? have it. I don't is the issue. Know. Points. That's what I'm saying.
1: Points. I think well, is what's Scoring missing. more points than the other team. Yeah, the yeah. offense looks not before the clock runs out. No, but the, the the issue is the offense. Like our offense has always been bad. Yeah. Think about how terrible our offense has looked since we've been in school. But now take away all of the equalizers we've had. Our freshman year, we had Cowan and Herter could both score. And then you would bring on guys like, you know, Nickens and Wiley who could shoot Bruno's inside. Then Sticks and Bruno and Cowan. And then Cowan and like an absolute superstar level Sticks. And now we don't have that. So you're either going to have to figure out how to play an offense by committee or have somebody really step up. Dante Scott, I've been really happy with. My biggest issue from the game was the flagrant foul they called on Aquan Smart. I missed Because it. that was, they called, it was like the most simple little guy on big guy foul of all time. They threw it over the top into the paint for Rutgers. And Smart made the play he was supposed to play, sm- supposed to make, which is the big guys inside you're a small guy. You're not going to block his shot. You're not going to alter his shot. So just grab him across the forearms so he can't get an and one. Make the guy who doesn't shoot free throws well shoot free throws. So he reaches out, grabs him across the arm. Perfectly normal basketball play. Like shooting foul, absolutely. But nothing else. He, the guy sort of spins weird, ends up on the baseline, and then turns towards Smart with like his fist clenched and like looking at him really angry. The ref steps in between them, they go to commercial, and then they come back and say it's a flagrant foul. So literally they gave Aquan Smart a flagrant foul because the other guy got mad about it, which means they got to shoot free throws and get the ball. And when they got the ball, Ron Harper hit a three to put them up nine points instead of we could have pushed it to, I think, four.
0: I don't know. I'm just looking for Maryland and some sport to beat Rutgers. Women's basketball did beat Rutgers yesterday, so shout out them. I like that. Yeah, like but them. our other two teams did not show up against Rutgers this past week. <laughs> People showed up. They just couldn't hold on. Basketball looked yeah. like. they play. They have a week off now, and they play LaSalle, which we better win. Uh, and then... Uh, LaSalle would have got a blowout. Yeah. Is LaSalle 8-10 still? I think so. Where else would they go? Uh, another conference, maybe. Yeah, no, they're 8-10. They're 8-10. Yeah. How there are we feeling a- about Michigan State this week to go back to football? To go back to football, I don't care. Like this is, but I thought we were supposed to play like the West, like the team from the like I thought we'd maybe play Iowa. We we
1: were, we were, but Minnesota and Wisconsin hadn't played.
0: Okay, they have to play. That's
1: the other. The other I was confused too, but then I looked, at the other in division game as Minnesota, Wisconsin, and I was like, you gotta
0: play that. Play Wisconsin and Wisconsin because we played Minnesota already. They're not gonna do that. Okay, that makes sense then. Um, Yeah. And then, I think this should stick around, though. Yeah, I like that. But also, I don't know, because you get an extra game. The players want it. I mean, they don't care. The one thing that I noticed was, uh, I don't know if I can if this is true or not, but apparently, even with bowl never games... Never stopped us before. What? I said
1: never stopped us before, whether something was true or not. Yeah,
0: so I'm just going to take us a grain of salt. I don't know if it's true yet. But uh, apparently, even with bowl games like being shifted around, like any team is eligible for a bowl, the Big Ten can still schedule one more game against an ACC or a Pac-12 school, if they want, as like their own bowl, which would be kind of cool if we go with – I mean, I don't know how much – It would be
1: a little bit cool.
0: here. And then there's another thing with this Michigan State game, which will be interesting, is what they do with the quarterback situation because Talia Tungavailoa, not confirmed that he's out with COVID, but if he is – you have to assume if he tested positive, let's say the day after that Indiana game, which was two weeks ago. I,
1: I just, it's interesting. I was on Twitter while you guys were talking. I just saw a report that he's not available for practice this week. So not, it's, yeah. it's, oh, not, not, gonna it's, it's not, yeah. So no, not going to play. It's not like I think technically you could put him in. So yeah. I wonder if if you give LeJean a week to prep, knowing he'll be the starter, then perhaps. Frankly, with the way he played, I don't think he necessarily earned it. So I could definitely see them going either way.
0: Yeah. But LeJean, you know, I think he just needs to, to step up a little more. And I would have liked to see more out of him. But also, uh, to Loxley's credit, I would have liked to see more of LeJean, you know, get a chance. He played the first quarter and like one snap of the second quarter. Otherwise, it was Nigerian. We heard no reports of an injury. So I... yeah,
1: I, I, I feel like Loxley definitely pulled the plug on LeJean a little bit too early. Personally, yeah, I'll admit I did not see the first interception. I was listening to the radio
0: call for it at the time. It was a pass, but is like Demas tipped it. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, it was tipping, it It hit
0: him square in
1: the hands, but it was behind him.
0: I I, like it,
1: it was was the same as, yeah, yeah. it's the same as the second one. The second one was way more on LeJean than anything. I mean, it hit Demas in the hands, but that was if anything, was a hospital pass. He had to fully extend the body and go up for it. That's, um, you know, I like the mobile aspect apparently Lejean can bring. Obviously, we haven't seen all that much of it. They so, so it's
0: throw so much, too.
1: Like, I, I, I would like to see a little more, if you do decide to go with Lejean next week, I'd like to see a little more of seeing how you can get him moving around, see how you can get that happening. But you know at the end of the day his passing was a little suspect honestly he was missing some easy throws and I don't know how much of that might be you know jitters from your first start or what have you but if at the end of the practice Loxley feels more comfortable with Nigerian um he didn't look terrible I'll say he he wasn't looking like he was going to set the world on fire but I will say losing that game was not on the fault of Nigerian he he played about as well as you could expect out of a third string he quarterback
0: slow start slow start but for a guy walk on making his first career yeah he he stepped up led them to overtime like you know I mean nothing in overtime I mean he got sacked but you can't blame him for that in his first yeah career. I
1: mean there was no protection there he was pretty yeah. much dead to rights the minute that ball was snapped
0: which was interesting because our whole defense our linebackers like all were out with COVID chance Campbell was out
1: Chances uh, are intense.
0: Really, tense. Ely was out. With, uh, so, so, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, Tarheep still played great, which we didn't talk I, about earlier, but we should now. I love, I, I Tar- will say.
0: I, he was great. He, uh, he leads the nation with, uh, he's averaging two pass breakups per game. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's great. True freshman too.
1: And they kept, they went after him so much. And he just kept making plays. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love I love this secondary, to be honest. I think this is the first year at Maryland where I've really been like the secondary specifically I'm a big fan of. I'm also a sucker for really aggressive man coverage, uh, right where it feels like every single pass that goes in is flirting the line between P.I. or not. Um, but, you know, I, I really like the way the secondary is playing.
0: Jake Cross, absolutely, great. had a, a monster game. Like, here, listen. Do you guys see All Big Ten came out today? I did. Yeah. So Jake Funk got third team honorable mentions. Tongue of should love. have been higher. Yeah. Uh, Tonga. Yeah. Like Jarrett, Demas, Johnny Jordan, and uh, and Jalen Duncan. Um, I mean, this future kind of bright. Like, could get honestly, Big I, Ten wins in the future.
1: I think, honestly, more than anything, now that you really have what Maryland never seemed to in our time here, now that you kind of have, you know, obviously college works different than the NFL, but now that you have a quarterback, you can start building a team around, you know, and you finally have that guy who, you know, game in, game out, he can look rough. He could look great. It, it is hard to say with Tagovailoa a little bit, but. He is world's head and shoulders above of everybody we've watched start here so far. And now that you have that, you have a little more stability in the offense that you could kind of start putting together some pieces to build an actual, like, talented program as opposed to all the other years where it just felt like, you know, why even bother? We're getting blown out all the time. Like,
0: and with COVID this year, I'll tell you, in this game and how big rosters are, like you don't even notice guys are missing. Like Penny Boone didn't play a snap. Don't even know if he was active. Like it's always interesting to see. And, and I will say
1: we noticed that Penny Boone wasn't playing. <laughs> we noticed Penny Boone didn't play a snap. He's he's kind of easy to notice.
0: <laughs> Give uh, me uh, more uh, Penny. Uh, one development that I love: Teon Fleet Davis finally back, dealing with some off the field stuff since last looked season. Great. He came back, looked great. Really happy for him. I think I think he has one more year left. Uh, yeah, also, I mean, in I've, terms
1: of good names for a running back, Fleet Davis,
0: fantastic DeAndre, DeAndre Swift Davis up there as well. He was in the backfield when we should have ran him in during that Ohio State game that I don't want to talk about anymore. But uh,
1: yeah, I mean, and I think another big part is you think of guys that you might be getting back next year. Obviously, anything could happen with transfers and anything, but getting uh, Chiga Conkow back is a is a huge piece of that offense if you want to start throwing downfield yeah. just giving no, not more not targets not
0: Brian Cox, malik jackson uh was the first maryland he in Rutgers when we played Rutgers. he was the first uh maryland tight end to catch a pass this season
1: yeah i mean wow. getting getting a guy like chig back could definitely kind of add a little bit more to that offense and
0: Brian, you know, at his first career to
1: getting getting Jarrett a little more seasoned and get him a little more, you know, once he gets to know everything a little bit more, I think you know it's definitely a lot, lot positive to look forward to, you know, talking about next season. Obviously, next week, uh, who knows what's going to happen next week? Um, Michigan State hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire, so it is a game that could be very close. It could be very ugly, and nothing would surprise me. I think it's going to be fun ugly. I think it's going to be like one of those games between two terrible teams where you're watching it and you're just like, oh my God, this is some of the worst football I've ever seen and I'm having the time of my life.
0: To be honest, I don't even know if I'm going to watch. It's at 7.30 on Saturday night. You got the Big Ten Championship that day when if Northwestern pulls it off, shocks the world. I mean, you Well, I hope
1: so. I'm going to be watching that in a room full of Ohio State people.
0: And you know what it is, fellas. December nineteenth. Yeah, and you know what time the game is at, what network it's on. Is it big
1: news? Big, big, big news. news! I'm having oh Colin, I need to I need to give a shout out to uh to, to my brother and sister for planning because we're doing Saturday, it's the day before my birthday, and we're doing a letter Kenny style super soft birthday party. got love it. While while we watch the Ohio State game. Gotta love it.
0: Uh yeah, that's uh you guys want to do uh, No More Jobs first? I, I can
1: go first. I, I got mine. It's it's yeah. a guy who I've been wanting to do No More Jobs for, like, weeks, and I keep forgetting. Who is it? It's, this, is, this is multiple people. Everybody involved in this needs to stop. The three names I'm going to say off the top are Dylan Dennis Ryan Garcia, and Henry Cejudo. So Dennis is an MMA fighter. Cejudo is a former Olympic wrestler and MMA fighter. Ryan Garcia is a top boxing prospect. And the three of them, and Dennis and Cejudo keep calling out Garcia to fight. And I'm like, guys, you're not in the same weight class, and you're not even in the same sport. <laughs> like, Ryan Garcia has never won a belt before. And he's being like, I'm going to do MMA super fights. And I'm like, dude, this guy outweighs you by 35 pounds, and this is not your sport. Like, there's a reason Floyd Mayweather didn't go into an MMA fight with Conor McGregor, and that's because he'd lose. Like He, he would, would die. <laughs> look, yeah, Mayweather would look—you would look just as bad in that fight as McGregor did boxing, where it's like, okay, you get some of this, but a lot of this really isn't for you. I mean, I'm sure it's definitely easier to transition from MMA to boxing than it is from boxing to MMA. So, but— because, like, but also, when, this dude's not- you're just like, hey, I can't tackle him, as opposed to a boxer stands there and gets absolutely just decked. Like- but also, if you're, like, Conor McGregor was, like, a striking fighter. Like, he was, like, mostly punches and kicks. And, like, you have guys who are pretty much just kickboxers doing that. Like, they could transition to boxing. From what I've read, Dylan Dennis is a jiu-jitsu fighter, which is, like, more like wrestling. Also, he's 2-0 and as a professional. He's friends with Conor McGregor, but I don't understand why I keep seeing stuff about him on the internet. Hey, it's listen, really I think Jake Paul me. could knock out a professional athlete anything is possible, man. But that's a basketball player. I want Jake Paul to fight. Besides the fact that he's being like Jake Paul is just a permanent no more jobs for me, just because despite the fact that Conor McGregor is a terrible guy, Jake Paul is being a real uh, uh, piece of work to be to be radio appropriate. <laughs> well, to be fair to Conor McGregor, Jake Paul's not great either. <laughs> no, he's not. No, that's the kind of fight where I want to watch it so I can see both of them get punched in the head Jake repeated. Paul will like, get a lot of sympathy, though, when his brother's buried after Floyd Mayweather oh God, kills I, him in the ring. I'm not... Rocky Four yeah. style.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah, going to be honest. I, 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 would, I might buy that fight. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. No, just because that's too... Like, that's the thing.
1: McGregor versus Jake Paul... Or Mayweather versus Logan Paul. It's one of those things where, like, no matter who wins, I gotta see some really hateable people get punched in the head a lot. Yeah. But, like I can it's it's not that bad. But mainly my reason for no more jobs for like Dennis and Garcia is like just just focus on your own sport. Like the reason I was willing to watch Mayweather McGregor is it's like, okay, these are two all time greats in their sport. This is two guys where it's like, okay, you have never fought for a title before, and you have fought as a professional twice in the second-tier MMA professional circuit. So both of you, do your sport and shut up, and maybe we can talk about this 15 years from now,
0: you dumb, dumb idiots. No more jobs. My no more jobs is the crew of Mission Impossible 7 Uh, if you haven't seen (laughs) it, don't look it up. It's gone viral. Tom Cruise flipping out on the crew of mission impossible seven for not following COVID guidelines and saying like how, you know, the industry is really hurting and they're trying their best and, and that the crew isn't really helping and gets really on a very expletive rant that I'm not going to repeat any of here, but go check it out for yourself. If if that's your thing. When a man
1: that crazy is speaking the truth, you really got to listen.
0: Well, uh, I heard that he was saying
1: they need to wear masks to protect from thetans, Actually, so yeah. Well, so that Zenu. I'm, I'm can't not sure come how and, good of a guy he was being. So that Zenu can't come down and steal the alien souls friend, out from your body. Friend of the pod, Zenu. Friend of the pod, <laughs> Lord Zenu. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'm um, gonna I'm gonna send my no more jobs to uh, the late great. Uh, well, the late uh, Chief Wahoo. Uh, rest in peace um as well as the cleveland indians team i read that they will be playing as the cleveland indians in the coming year uh yeah yeah they're not gonna do they're not gonna they're not gonna do well i mean i think that's better than going by the cleveland baseball team like if you don't have like announce that hey we're gonna be working on a new name it's official we're not gonna have it ready in time so we'll just play
0: (laughs) And like if they're committed to bettering it, like you I guess they could still be the Indians for a year and like what I would what I
1: would have gone with is just announce the name and like you don't need to because picking the name shouldn't take that long. Like it's the it's the logos and everything. So like pick the name and then play. Just like, wear all, only your jerseys that say Cleveland all year. Well, that's all they have. Been, it's like,
0: well, I guess they still wear the, they got rid of the Chief Wahoo logo though a while ago. They don't have that yeah. on anything
1: anymore. Yeah, well, they, see, that's the, that is the thing. They could like just, one
0: t shirt so they can keep the rights to it. They
1: could just like, we're going to play a year, we're going to be called, and this is what they should be called, uh, we're going to be the Cleveland Spiders. And the hat already has the C on it. You don't need to change that. Just wear a jersey that says Cleveland and go out and call yourselves the cleveland spiders you don't need to add any spider logos until the graphic design department can work that up over the season that's what i know that's
0: i like that already has it handled for you (laughs) how many ways can you make a spider yeah um no yeah i wanted to i'm glad we talked about that because i mean they should be the spiders but also like i just feel it's very nice to uh I saw some
1: people claiming they should be the Blue Sox, like we don't already have enough sock-based teams in the league.
0: They should go back to the um. They should go back to the Naps,
1: when teams would just pick yeah. their names based off random things, like their best player.
0: <laughs> I, liked, uh, I liked it's the, like. I that. That's
1: literally why they were called that.
0: The statement from their ownership was like, "It's very important. We learned how to like interact, like to be better within the Cleveland community, because that's when sports teams are the best." And I'm like, yeah, maybe it is for the best. You haven't won a World Series since 1948. Uh, it yeah. might- it's
1: the Cleveland playoff <laughs> disappointments. Yeah. 19th, since
0: 1948,
1: World Series 0, Rivers catching on fire 12.
0: I was <laughs> saying they should be the River Fire. Cleveland!
1: <laughs> Cleveland River Fire, honestly, are kind of like badass. Like I've seen uh, Cleveland uh, Rocks as a suggestion. Our team that doesn't
0: have a name.
1: I know, like it's supposed to be like rock and roll, like rock and but like Cleveland Rocks. I just think of like physical rocks, like no, stones. me too. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, but that was what I was saying. Like Cleveland Rocks would be a good name for like a minor league team where like your mascot is like an 80s style pet rock dancing around and all that sort of stuff. But it does. There are names that work for minor league teams that don't work for major league teams.
0: The Rockles, and that I think is definitely one like of them. The guitars, the trebles, uh. You know, I just go back. To I've seen sliders. somebody
1: saying they should go with Browns, just because <laughs> there have been cities that have had like New York Giants or St. The Louis Cleveland Cardinals. baseball Browns. I said the
0: Cleveland <laughs> football team. <laughs> the New York, dude, saying there is nothing more
1: in a New York to giants. me than than just saying for emphasis the New York football Giants. That is, like I think
0: the, it's some like for some reason it says that on nothing but like the wall wrap. That goes (laughs) like on the wall. It says New York Football Giants. Like, yeah, that's technically the name, but you don't. In case you you show up at the game getting confused, the Knickerbockers and the Metropolitans. (laughs) (laughs) I call them the Knickerbockers all the time.
1: According to Cleveland.com's a fan vote, the top names are number one, the Cleveland Spiders. Number two, the Cleveland Buckeyes, which Uh, Ohio State (laughs) wouldn't let you do that. Uh, uh I don't think they but, could stop you. The Cleveland Guardians. Eh. The Cleveland Defenders. No.
0: Are, and the I
1: Cleveland Rockers. I saw I saw Mike be the Piazza, was saying, Aren't Mike Piazza the was saying Guardians and
0: already XFL teams. Guardians and
1: Defenders, I believe, are both XFL teams. Yeah, New York
0: and DC. Yeah.
1: And Buckeyes is a so really the fan vote is not very creative because I think Rockers is the only original one here. It's like, yeah, that's you should not go a back name. to the, you should go back to the Spiders, steal from Ohio State, steal from the XFL two times, or be the Rockers because you also, have a giant glass pyramid in your city, and that's the only way well, I go can't there. speak for all baseball fans. But if there was a team called the Rockers, they would just make me think of John Rocker, who, if you don't know who John Rocker is, imagine somebody who makes Jonathan Papelbon look like.
0: We lost Ben in some suspense wondering what Jonathan Pappelbun. Right
1: now. That was-
0: Wait, Ben, we're still losing you. Uh, so this intermission is brought to you by, we don't have a sponsor yet. We don't have a sponsor yet. Coming to a store near you as soon as they pay us. Um, uh, maybe, maybe one day. Yeah.
1: If we keep making episodes forever, someone's got to listen eventually, right? That's how ben. this works.
0: Ben, are you there? Yes, my Wi-Fi just cut out because, Yeah, we know- lost you after you said Jonathan Pappelbun.
1: Oh, I was saying he makes Jonathan Pavelbon look like Dolly Parton.
0: All right, cool. Uh, Bold predictions? (laughs) Huh. I got nothing. Like, we're a short week because we'll we'll be on another episode this weekend. So I'm trying to think of, like, what sporting event. Uh, The Yankees uh, will still not sign DJ LeMahieu. That's mine.
1: Will anybody sign him?
0: No. Or you think he's still unsigned by the time we record next? He will be signed, but not by the Yankees? Because my bold predictions have been wrong. That's why I'm saying it. So you know what? I'm gonna turn it around. My bold prediction is yes, the Yankees will sign DJ LeMahieu. And I think I'm gonna be right. If they're smart, they will. Yeah. And God well, I, I was, hope they're not smart. Apparently, if I was like $25 million, just give it to them. Like
1: Well, I was two for two last week, right? I
0: yeah, you had a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so
1: I don't wanna I don't wanna misuse the power. So I have to I have to think about it. What is my bold prediction? Ben, you go while I, I ruminate properly over this. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Granddad talks about boxing because we got we got two good cards coming up on a, on Friday and Saturday. So I'm gonna say Friday night, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin knocks out whoever it is he's fighting. Then I'm gonna say uh, Super Middleweight Championship of the World, WBA, Ring Magazine, WBC. I'm gonna say Canelo Alvarez wins by split decision after going the distance and the nice thing about when i make boxing ball predictions is neither of you are going to check up on them so next time when we come back i'm just gonna be like yeah i was right all right so i saw that des bryant was reactivated off the covid list so my bold prediction is that regardless of what he does des bryant will never play another snap in the nfl again so <laughs> something cosmic will go wrong to prevent des bryant from playing football that is going to be my bold prediction that's a good insurance policy because now we have to keep doing this podcast until he officially retires so we can check up on that well that and that the Philly we have another two years of waiting until the Phillies maybe do go 500 you know I feel like if we scream into the void long enough this podcast will become profitable that's how it works
0: right yeah. just eventually the void you will will... scream back it always does <laughs> Alright, that's it for this episode of The Three Point Shot. I'm betting Colin on Zach and